in the power of repentance. When you have a true repentance, you will have a true conversion. You will be truly born again. I question question dry births. I really do. I question dry births. I know that when God really dealt with us, we had a form of salvation, we had a form of Pentecost, but when God really dealt with us, you know, all we could do was just weep, and we didn't know even what we was weeping for, but the Spirit of God had begun to work. It's His, it's his work. He's a miracle working, Jesus. You don't understand it. Neither does a baby understand when it's born. It hasn't got an understanding. You don't need to understand, but you can re- you feel the rejoicing in your soul when God is beginning to work that miracle thing within you. That miracle thing is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Sea, and are born again, they'll arise out of the sea, and 
they'll put on the new Amen. body. They'll put on your new body Amen. and body. Oh. Those that are in the grace. Yeah. 
you're bound to go through. Because it's Jesus Christ and not you, it's him. Yeah. It says they are mine. My sheep know my voice and the strangers and they got fools. You know, you can be, just like May says, you can be deluded for a time, you know. There was a time, and I know we got the real thing, and I knew we were filled with the Spirit, and I knew Henry had something unique from God. But you know, the enemy was so crafty. He brought something along that looked, that looked more than what we got, well, we thought it did. And we tried to go into it. Fred knows about this. We tried. But I thank God for the true witness of the only God who did. You know, you, you, you couldn't go to anybody. You couldn't ask anybody because there was so much going on. You know what things go on yeah. when there's confusion in the air. And, you know, we, we listened to this and we heard sermons and, 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 and we went to prayer meetings and uh, we, we tried sincerely to go this way. We tried, we thought, well, if there's any more uh, for us to have, we're going to have it. But, you know, all through, there was a, a kind of holding back within yourself, holding back. Well, it, it wasn't, I, I know now, but then I wasn't sure. And I wasn't, we weren't 100%, but, you know, we were so anxious to be right. That's it, yeah. And, you know, we were turned out, <laughs> if you like, for his namesake, and we couldn't go here, and we couldn't go there, there's just the two of us, and these other folk, and we thought, well, maybe God wants us to join with them. But, you know, God revealed to us there was a little bit of leaven in that that wasn't quite right. Sincere people, but there was something there that didn't please him at 100%. It wasn't quite right. And you know, if you're in doubt, then if you're sincere, God will not lead you wrong. If you've been born of the true Holy Spirit, you've no need to only fear. Listen. I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth. Now, this is what I want to get at. I thank God that we've done, been baptized. Never mind about learning truth, we've been baptized with it. because they're blind and dumb and he doesn't know them. I never knew you. He says, I never knew you. I never knew you. The world cannot receive the spirit of truth. Do you wonder that they're going to uh, uh, play us up? Do you wonder that they, they can't understand us? Do you wonder that the Antichrist have in his way? Do you wonder? They cannot receive the spirit of truth. And therefore the poor things are floundering. And our governments are, are, are perplexed. Because they need the spirit of truth. Yes. They need the spirit of truth. <coughs> I would to God that they get hold of the spirit of truth. I would to God that our prime minister would call a day of prayer. She would soon see what God would do. Amen. She would. 
Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him. But ye know him. Isn't that lovely? Amen. Amen. If you don't know anybody else, get to know Jesus Christ. And get to know him for yourself. I exhort you with everything within me to get to know Jesus Christ and get an experience with, of your own for yourself. Because in that day, every vessel was standing before him. I can't stand in, in, in somebody else's spirit. I can't stand in somebody else's shoes. I have to stand before him as I am. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And after death, there'll be a resurrection. There's no dead men on the judgment day. Both good and bad will stand before him. There'll be no dead men. Both good and bad are called to the judgment seat of Christ. And there... We shall answer, but if we have a good conscience and if we have a good testimony and if we love the Lord Jesus Christ with all our hearts, with all our souls and with all our minds, we have nothing to fear. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know what I thank God for? Because he accepted me. Yes. Because he accepted me. Yes. Because he accepted you. That's why you could rejoice in your salvation. Yes. Because you've been accepted in the world of love. God accepts us because of his son. May God bless you. I'm sorry I've taken such a lot of time up, but I've got such a lot to say. And I'm sure I'm sure you've got something to say. God bless you. Bless the Lord. Well, it's lovely to see. Paul with us tonight and Julie, bless the Lord. Bless the we were going along tonight, you know, and, and over the wall, you could see an awful big expanse of water. I don't know what you've been doing down here. It's beginning to rain. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. There wasn't so much. Amen. There wasn't so much on the road, but there were plenty over the wall. And, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I wondered what had been, uh, you know, what had been the situation a little bit. Have you? Praise the Lord for boats. <laughs> but God said, God was showing me, you know, and he was talking to me about a river. He that believeth on me as the scripture has said, Amen. out of his belly yes. shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. That's what's been flowing out of me. Hey, bless him. Hallelujah. <laughs> rivers of living water. You know, and as I looked, as I looked and all that water, it was a bit dark and you couldn't see all of it, but you could just see a, a large expanse. And I was, I was sort of, contemplating well 
if all that lot had flowed out of the belly of Christians, people like you and me, then what an effect we would have on this world of ours. In Revelation it says, And he showed me a pure river, water of life, clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Hallelujah. That might have an awful lot of pollution in it, you know, that river that's running past there. But this river that I've got, absolutely perfectly clean and pure. Straight out of the throne of God. This spoke he of the Holy Spirit. And this water, I believe that God is pouring out. You can see it running down the mountainsides, can't you? You can see it leaping from rocks and down the, down the gullies. It's the river of life. And if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, then you have got the river of life and it can flow out from you. And it is the river of life and it's not only your life but it might be the life that someone else needs. And you are under an obligation, you know, to pour out that river to give someone else life. The Bible talks about life abundant. Life triumphant. Hallelujah. And it's all in the Lord Jesus Christ. You go out, when you go home, have a look at it if you go that way. You look how much there is. And I'm sure that there isn't as much now as there has been, but you know, it's fantastic. The vast expanse of water that's there, the volume. And there is more than that in God. There is more than that in Him. And it's all living. Living life, living water of life. Amen. Well, Connie was reading a little earlier from John chapter 14. I think that was right, wasn't it? And I've been in John chapter 14 and 15 this week. And you know, once you get into John 14 and 15, it's like Romans 8. You never come out of it. There's so much in it. And I was really into John 14 and two verses here. Uh, when Jesus was talking to his disciples. And I'd just like to share them with you. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Oh, bless God, what a tremendous word that is. You know, and I was just sat there pondering it and remembering that at this time of the year, uh, some of the churches remember uh, Jesus going into the wilderness. 
led into the wilderness by the Spirit. And, you know, he was here as our example, wasn't he? He was born of the Spirit, the same as we are born of the Spirit. He was filled with the Spirit, so we can be filled with the Spirit. And he was led of the Spirit into the wilderness, and so are we. So are we. We are led into the wilderness. Why? To prove us, to find out what's in us. And we have the victory sometimes, and sometimes we're in defeat when we're in the wilderness. But what happened to Jesus after that? He came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. And I was thinking about that. I thought, well, is it only Jesus that, oh, you know, that came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit? Because it had been my experience anyway, without trying to be critical, that many, many people were sitting in churches for 40 years or more, and they seemed to have never come out of the wilderness. They had the high peaks, you know, and they're still, you know, uh, going on in the same way. And I thought, dear God, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to puff myself up and criticize other folk, but I don't want to be like that. And I thought, but it doesn't have to be like that. And the word that Jesus left his disciples, I thought, well, maybe this about doing greater works was only for the disciples, but then I reread it. And this just leapt out at me. He that believeth on me, the works that I, shall, I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do. We've only to believe. And I thought, Lord, what does it have to believe? And I suddenly realized that when Jesus was talking to uh, the disciples and those other people around him, he said, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. And that's something that the Pharisees and Sadducees could not <coughs> accept. They could not accept that the Father was in him. They thought, oh, well, he might be a good man, and he certainly has a large following, but they said he was speaking blasphemy when he said that the Father was in him and he was in the Father. They couldn't accept accept it and Connie was on just a bit earlier about Christ in you and I suddenly realized that even though I could say the words even though to a certain extent I could believe it I didn't really believe it with my whole heart I didn't really believe that Christ is in me and if he's in you no wonder you can do the greater works no wonder because Jesus said it's not me that does the works it's the father in me that does the works and it's it's Christ in you that does the work oh thank the Lord we don't have to stay in the wilderness there is a going on and a coming out in the power of the Spirit that's when the ministry began oh amen and I want to experience this and I'm not going to be satisfied till I do because it's just something and nothing it's just a little bit and then you're going on and then another little bit and it doesn't have to be like it it doesn't have to be like it and you see this is what the world's crying out for this is what they're wanting they want to see Christ in you and in me and they have a right to for the things that we stand up and say, they have a right to see Christ within us. Oh, may he arise in me, that others may see him in me. Oh, you know, nothing else satisfies the longing of our hearts, does it? Nothing else satisfies. It's Christ in you, reigning within. You know, I heard an, an expression that 
uh, living time is training time for reigning time. Oh, bless him. You know, we're going, to, we're going on from greater things to greater things, to greater works, glory to glory, faith to faith. So, you know, I just thank the Lord for uh, that revelation to me this week. And I, I'm just sort of following in his steps. You know, he leads the way and we just have to go where he has... Uh, led and where he has trodden and what and start to move into the things that he's shown us you know it's no good if he shows us something and we don't move into it you've got to start claiming it haven't you so i'd just like to leave that with you amen, amen. amen. you know this week this week we've had the telephone ringing and uh, a few letters but Nearly all the phone calls are from people that haven't been to a Holy Ghost meeting and yet they're born again. And the cry is, please, please, we're in the wilderness. Yeah. We're in a wilderness. We've had nothing to eat or drink since they didn't know when. And they felt they were starving. And such a plea, we're in the wilderness. That was it from Wales. The telephone goes again a day or two later from Ireland. Please, we've had the tapes, we've had a, a little taste, but please, we're in the wilderness. Can we come or will you come or do, please do something for us? You know, we can thank God when the Spirit of God is over and over us. Amen. Amen. And feeding us yes. and giving us to drink. There are thousands of Christian brothers and sisters who are hungry and thirsting for a drink of the Spirit. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, we need to pray for them. They, 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 by hook or by crook, they're going to get here. I don't know what we're going to do at Easter, but they're going to get here somehow. <laughs>
became connected with uh, glory people quite a lot of years ago and I always used to say that I was then associated with them but then when uh, Fiskerton started up I said well I became one of them uh, and I think this is very true but I always look back over my experience as a Christian and look back over it over all the years and although I say now that I'm a glory man, I started off uh, in the Pentecostal movement. And I've always been very proud of the fact of my birth in it. And I think if we was to take the Pentecostals out of the glory movement, there wouldn't be much of the glory movement left. So we have got something to thank them for. And I, being born again in the Pentecostal movement, I always have a very soft spot because I got a real experience in Christ when I was saved. The same as I got a real experience in Christ when I became a glory person. And the two to me run very parallel. And I always try when I come in contact with the people that I was born again with because of the soft spot that is in me to try show them a lot of love and a lot of understanding because you know I often think that we come short uh, in the glory movement to, to think that we have found something which we have and that other people hasn't got it but sometimes I think we fall short in the way that we try to present it to them. Because it takes a lot of understanding. And it takes a lot of moving when your feet is firmly grounded uh, in, in a place and with people. And I think that we as glory people are something not only to sinners but to Christian people as well. And I think they need a lot of love and a lot of understanding from us people because it maybe seems big-headed to say this, but you know, we are something special with a Christian uh, people are concerned because there's not many people that has the freedom, the liberty, the compassion, the understanding of Christ is what we have. You know, there's a song that uh, I think was popular on the wireless or on the television. It says, put your hand in the hand of the man who was still the water. Put your hand in the hand of the man that calmed the sea. Take a look at yourself and you will look at others differently. Put your hand in the hand of the man from Calvary. God bless you all. You know, it's funny what Roland's been saying because I found this out uh, over the years that I've been coming. Uh, I have, you know, I've heard people stand up at front and preach about the uh, Pentecostal movements in general, and I am a member of a, an Elam church, and, I've, and it's really grieved my spirit sometimes, but you know, nobody can make us do anything, only God. 
they can they can say come out from amongst them they're no good they can say shun them they're no good tell them they're bound but they're no good but you know only god can do us show us the truth and you know i've i've stuck to a church and i'm not calling churches at all now but we've had a ministry where i come from and we've had as many as 50 people in on friday nights it started off as a, a young people's meeting and finished up as a mixed. We've had drunks in, we've had a lot in. We've had them from America, a young girl coming from America one night. And God really moved on those meetings, and to God be the glory. We only lifted Jesus up, I didn't even ask to be leading. I finished up somewhere up front. Now then, 50 people, most nights, young and old together, some as little as him, some old people all having a good time all wanting prayer all wanting god to minister to them one way or another we've given them the word of god and we've got stopped because they weren't going into church on sundays now then there isn't a handful and i'm saying this in any church in this country that knows the leading of the holy spirit and my hearts grieved this last week at all because they've stopped the work of god but you know god's moving on Doreen Robinson, she cried for a fortnight. She says, Lord, I want you to show me. I'm still there. I'm still going. I'm not coming out while God shows me because there's people in there who want you to love them. There's the religious ones who Roland will pick them out and there's the good ones. But God will never, man will never pull us out of the churches or wherever we are. Only God will do it. Now then I can see God gradually withdrawing me, but I'm not coming out until I know for sure. But I know that God is moving on. And it's, it's, there's a time, it's now that the sifting started to come. The ones that's real for God, they're being brought forth. And the ones that's not bothered, they're dropping by the wayside. And it's, people are crying out. And I just want to tell you this, that I read once, I put a little marker in because it came to me earlier on. It says, I've read this and Jesus said it in the temple. The Spirit of the Lord, God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Now then, he said that, Christ in us, the hope of glory. So it's in us. But you see, it's the administration of this scripture. How we administer it. Now then, there's another verse that I read today. And I couldn't figure it out. And I had to keep reading it to let it soak in. Because I'm not a big exponent of the Bible. If I read four chapters, my brain's blown. But you know, God can quicken the word. God can quicken the word to you because I want it to be a living. I want it to be a living word. I don't want it to be something up here that I can blow people's brains out and think, Oh, we just know some stuff. I spoke once at a meeting. It's not long. So you know what the chap says? Oh, you're good on the word. I says, I don't know it. That's what I've told you, I've experienced it myself. But this one, but we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. Now then, we're all trying to be Henry's and we're all trying to be somebody else. But you know, God wants us just as we are. He wants us to administer the gospel as we are ourselves and as he wants us to now then i'll just tell you an incident that happened and it's i got up this morning and i said to mary i says i am i said do you know i'm 
we've gone through it due to this work being closed down and so forth and it's grieved our spirits but I know God's in it and you know I'm not down I'm only down in my spirit a bit and I said to Mary when I got up I said well it's just like we are in the desert aren't we we're in the desert but you know when we're in the desert God wants this is when God can start and use us a bit because he weaves us straight back into into uh, humanity and and lets us and uh, lets us loose on them and our own Connie opens, she says, well, she says, there's a lot of people, she says, you know, uh, that's all in the wilderness and we're all struggling on. Well, we're not struggling, but we're lonesome, aren't we? We're lonesome. But it's, for, it's in Christ. We're lonesome for one another's company. And then when we get among one another's company, we're either rowing and sorting one another out, aren't we? But, you know, I went into town and I saw this, this chap, he's been a friend, I've known him for years. And, and he says, uh, my wife, he says, my wife's having a nervous breakdown. I've seen her two or three days before. She, she bought a new car from me. And she says, I don't know what to turn. And I didn't say anything to her. I spoke to her a year or two since. And she was nearly on the point of accepting Christ. But I never said it. And I says, well, I says, I just want to. I says, I wish I'd have had that. Her husband kept butting in. You see, he'd heard the word and knew the word. And he kept butting in. This night, a number of years since, when I spoke to her. And I thought, I wish I'd have just clinched it then. Yeah. But I didn't. Because God knows the situations. And you know, he says, my wife is, uh, is, uh, is out having a nervous breakdown. The doctor, you were on the, been on the phone to the doctor where he worked. And I thought, well, you know, who am I to see to her? And I don't know what to do. And I thought, well, you know, and it's only in simple faith and, and weakness that we go into it. And we set off for home. And, and I said to my I said, well, we'll just call and see how they are. And I, I play, you play it by you, don't you? You play, you just play it by you. And I walked in that house, and she'd been crying, and she had the big, biggest thing of tablets I've ever seen. And I spoke to her, and she says, there is don't help. She says, doctors tell me to go away. She says, do you know I have everything? She could fly to America tomorrow. She says, but I have to come back to it. See, she's to come back to herself. And you know, she says, I can't buy anything. She says, I haven't, I can sleep. She says, but I'm worried sick. I'm worried about everything. Sick, she was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And she said, I've only had it. And I said, We're gonna, I'm going to pray for you. And I felt such a burden on my heart for her. Mm -hmm. And I put my arms around her. She's a, not a reserved type of person. And she just pushed into tears. And she, she, she laid her head out on the couch with her. And her husband started crying as well. And you know, I knew that God was doing that work. And, and I prayed for her. And listen, it's to God be the glory. It's not in me. But this is me who got up this morning. You know, we're in a weak state ourselves. But you know, I didn't say anything to her about salvation. I thought, I'll leave it unto the Lord. I said, now then. I said, I'm going to have a word with you some other time. I said, you claim God's peace. She says, how can I claim it? I said, I'm going to show you. And I told her, about, I told her that Jesus died for her and that all to as many as become the sons of God, that then he gave the power, power to be the son of God. Now then. By that we can claim it, can't we? We can claim God's peace yeah. then. We're in a position. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to pray for that young woman because he was crying as well. They've everything. I was sat on a thousand pound suite today and carpet must have cost 20 pound a square yard. And there was there were ornaments. If I'd have knocked them down, there must have been another claim, 300 pound in insurance for one ornament. But you know, they hadn't got the peace of God that passes all understanding. I says, do you know, Michael? I says, shall I tell you something? I says, you'll enjoy all this. I says, God will make you enjoy this lot. 
I says, you don't take it off you. You have to be hermit and sell the lot and move out. I says, you enjoy them, you see. This light's never shone as well. Look at it. It's worth every penny I pay for it. And this is it. God does it. And to God be the glory. Listen. Go out. Go out and set him free. But set him free. Set him free. Our God. Set him free. Our God does it. Our God wants you to do it. Some me wants to stand up and shout, some me wants to quiet. I know that I'll tell you something that God's quiet me down lately. But he hasn't bound me, he ain't put me in bondage. But I'll tell you something, I'm finding that this verse I claimed in Isaiah 61, it's starting to work. Christ in me. And he promised me that I could set the captives free and I'm proving it. But you know, he takes us a step at a time so that we don't think big head. I want God to work in my life because I want to see people work. And when the time comes for me to go like that and walk out of that church, I shall do. But not until. But we must apply it first. Apply, see how it goes. See how we go. But I do know this, that there's a lot don't, a lot don't want it. And it does rub off, I must confess. If you don't watch it, it rubs off. But praise God, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And it's in everybody here. You can set somebody free next week. Ask God to show you. And you can set him free with a word, a touch, something that you do. You can set him free. And it's in everybody. And it's claiming God's promises. But just ask him, say, show me somebody today. Now then, if you said that I may set free, I may. He'll not show you anybody. But minister to somebody. And he'll come and he'll bless your soul. Do you know something? Do you know what happened about what the end product was when I walked out of that house? Mary and myself, God had blessed us. You see, He'd met my need. He'd met my need. That's the need I had to go in there. But He'd met our need. And it's grand in it because God is nobody's debtor. And I thank Him that He's chipping the edges off and He's moving us on. And we're in the last days, friends. But I'm not telling uh, Fred once said, How are we looking for the persecution or the resurrection? But I'm looking for more souls for Christ. Amen. And keeps pressing on. And we, need, we need, keep pressing on to the mark for the prize of our calling. And we have to get stuck in. You know, sometimes we, we do look round at a bit of people. And I think sometimes, you know, I used to go in a meeting. They used to have what I used to call a glory cake walk. That every time they used to be going down like this. You know, it was the same every week. It's just the same as in a church. But we've got to stir up the gift that's within us. And get stuck in. And I'm glad that God keeps us going on and sets us on fire for him. In it grande. He praise the Lord.
the blessings of the Lord and that all our burdens are washed away. Be with each one of us tonight as we travel our separate ways and pray that the grace of God will rest upon each and every one of us. Yes, Lord. Through Christ's sake we ask it. Amen. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.